0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. All right. How are you getting on? You weasel. How's things? How are you you bloody doing? My beloved patrons over here on Headstuff Plus. Thank you so much, can I say. Thank you so much for making the tumultuous, laborious journey of going to a new platform and entering in new car details. I am not even saying that in a facetious way. I know. That is our struggle. That is our fucking Mayflower. That is us boarding a ship that is packed to the rafters. Will we even survive this laborious, awful journey across choppy waters of going from one web page to the other? Will we survive going over to Revolut in another app and copying the card details and bringing them back over and then going back in and having to enter in your details, you know, and then jump back into Revolut so you can get the month. On the expiry date, or God forbid you used a disposable Revolut card, in which case, once you leave the app, the card's now gone. And then you're like, oh, God, now i will have to, ah, no, forget it, I'm not going to do that. A million people fell off. A million people fell overboard, but you are here. And I cannot thank you enough for that. And yes, there's a couple of finicky issues over here. Yeah, we're working on the platform a little bit, and I appreciate your patience with that, all right? We're here. We're in the new world over here. There's a couple of issues, you know. A couple of arrows flying overhead. That's fine. A couple of glitches, a couple of bears. We didn't have them in Ireland. Right. What the hell is that? There's a big... The dog over there is bigger than I've seen. I wonder if it's friendly. I wonder if I can give it a wee little clap. A wee little rub behind the ears. No way. That seems really annoyed. Oh, guess what? I don't have any organs anymore now. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? They all... Us... Uh podcast subscribers are exactly like the early pilgrims is what I'm saying with the exact same journeys Um, I mean we don't really have as many issues you know we've got I mean we've got our own ship you know what I mean by that is um, I've been thinking a lot recently because I'm getting diagnosed I'm getting seen for a diagnosis for ADHD next Friday I'll keep you posted let you know how that goes um, I've, I've always thought I have ADHD. I don't know if I do. I might even be saying this a bit too early. But I know... I'm doing it privately, by the way. If anyone is actually looking at doing this, I'm doing it privately. I just looked up every psychiatrist I could see in Dublin and I sent them an email. And then one of them got back to me. And it will be from the day I actually got onto them, it'll be like nine months to being seen. Um, and even then, they asked me if they could push it back by under three months. And I was like, if I say no, is that an issue? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, so no. So it would have been like a year. I know people who have been like 18 months. Again, I don't know if I have it. If I don't have it, <laughs> if I don't have it, I'll be, I'm not, I'm not going to skew the results. I've answered everything authentically. But I'll tell you why I want to have it, right? And it is not for a crutch. Right. It is not so that I can get out of things. That is that that part of me, I I think, is gone. That part of me that was actively seeking a disorder or an ailment. I don't know if you ever had this, but when I was in college, I was like depressed because I didn't like the degree I was in and I didn't really know what I was going to do in my life. And everyone who was doing something kind of had at least some kind of plan. And I felt like I was completely rudderless and I had no plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I found myself just being drawn to like having an ailment or wanting to be diagnosed with something. And I and I and I, I'm sorry to anyone who has an actual. And I'm my sincerest apologies to anyone who does an actual, debilitating, disorder or disability or anything like that. And I don't mean to be, flippant with it, but I was looking for. I think I was looking for a meaning, and it, it took on a kind of physical, <laughs> physical form. It um. The reason I'm saying this is because we have – I'll, and I'll put an into, uh, in the same way the Pilgrims had actual issues, we also have a lot of shit going on with the amount of information that we see. And there's a lot of, I think, disorders. Maybe ADHD is one of them. Anxiety is certainly one of them. I'll talk about that in a second. But we have our own shit that we're all trying to kind of compute with the same Neanderthal brain. You know what I mean? So, yes, we don't have to board choppy waters. But, yeah, it is pretty annoying going from one app to another. <laughs> Probably not comparably the same as potentially drowning and being eaten by a bear. But still, anyway, my ADHD thing. Yeah, I was actively looking for like, if, do I have something wrong with me? I remember it was in college, maybe second year, third year. And I thought I was going deaf. I thought I was going deaf. Um, I was like, I can't hear things as well. I'm out in rooms with my friends and I can't really hear them as well. Mom, mom. So I told my mom, I was like, I think I'm going deaf. told my ex-girlfriend as well. And then she brought it up as a kind of joke in front of people. And I was all like, I'm, I'm actually going deaf. I can't believe you would slag me about it. And she was right to slag me about it because I wasn't going deaf. Right? As it turned out, my mom brought me to a, a hearing clinic in Rahini. And I fucking aced the hearing test. And that's me going in there with my bias of wanting to, con- you know what I mean? Like wanting, not wanting to be deaf, but like looking for the confirmation that something has been amiss. You know? It's not me. It's not my life. It must be something physical, something else. And then I absolutely aced that hearing test. Then the next week, I woke up with a sore foot. And I was like, (laughs) ma'am, my foot is sore. Ma'am, you have to help me out with this. My foot is fucking sore. Something's going on. And um, I don't know why my foot was sore. Maybe. Knowing me, I kicked a fucking skip. You know what I mean? Like I was pissed or something and I kicked a skip. Pretending, singing match of the day. <laughs> now I'm going to kick this skip. You know? Just booting a skip. Ah! You know? Or hopping off. Maybe, you know, sometimes you're like, you're when you know when you're like not 17, and you're like, maybe like 20, you know, you're 21 now, and you're still in the prime of your life, but like, you jumped off a wall now that you think you can jump off and your knees have just fucking clattered into your chin now after you've jumped off that wall. That was too high of a wall to jump off. And who you're a bit too old to be jumping off a wall. Do you know what I mean? Um, Maybe something like that. I woke up with a sore foot, told my man. She did a foot doctor. She was like, all right, a foot doctor can see you in two days. I'm like, great. I'm going to stay in bed till then. And then second day, my foot was kind of fine. And then the th- actual day I had to go, my foot was like totally fine. But I still went through with the foot doctor. And I was like, I don't even. And I was so kind of depressed. I didn't really even have the fucks to give to fake. Like my foot was sore, but I was like, no, it is sore. So like the doctor, I was so I limped in. <laughs> I limped in. And the doctor was like, okay, right. So tell me about it. And I was like, just sore. Okay. Is it sore when you move it? Yeah. Is it sore right now? Yeah. And I was like, okay, can you walk up and down? And I'm like limping. Baking this limp, you know. Then, like she kind of this foot doctor kind of like arched it back, and I and I didn't like wince or anything. But she's like, "Is that sore?" I'm like, "Yeah." And is it sore when I rotate it like this? Yeah, right. Might be a sprain. Maybe just rest it. Okay. And I was bored at this point. Fucking walked out there like Kaiser Sose. Just walked out there, limped all the way into a. Uh, you know, I actually feel much better now, man. You know, um, I just had no. So the reason I say that is that I always thought that I might have ADHD and I might not, you know. I'm not debilitated by the by the by the like the what do you call it, the symptoms that I might have. I definitely have a lot of the symptoms, I think. Uh I'm forgetful with details. Um you know, I don't remember meetings if I don't put them in a calendar, which I have to do now. I would never just remember it. Um unless it's something like routine that always happens, that always has to be kinda of ticked off the box, like the podcast I'd remember because I always it always has to be done. But if it's like like I've missed voiceovers and stuff that I haven't put in my diary, I haven't put in my diary. Um, I'm constantly double booking gigs with like people's weddings, <laughs> for example. Um when I don't put them in my diary, um, you know, I I get like um like I've lost a lot of things. Like my dad, right? My dad had this my dad had this like gold watch that he got from his business, from like his his first kind of business. You know, his first business he started like making an impact. He'd worked or whatever, but he worked for this guy. And he decided he was going to start his own business. And as he was leaving to start his own business, this guy, his mentor, gave him this watch. And he wore it the whole time. You know, it became this kind of symbol of success and pulling yourself out of muck, you know, pulling yourself out of poverty, working really hard, getting to this level of success. And then when I turned 18, he gave me the watch. And I, <laughs> I like lo- I lost it, it was so quick. I lost the watch like so quick within like a month, just completely lost it. Just gone, you know. Just gone, um, you know, and uh, and then I'm, and so it's it's things like that that are like I don't want if I find out that I have ADHD, I will find out and I will keep you posted. And you know what? For the sake of this podcast, be fucking gas if I don't, you know. Um, I'm, I suppose there's loads of things, loads of things like that. Of just I forget to text people back all the time. Like I'm really bad at that. I forget to text on birthdays or to call. Time can just disappear in a week. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I haven't, like, called my mom in, like, a week, you know? Um, or I haven't written back to text or whatever it is. Uh, I haven't written back to any, a very urgent email about something. I, you know, I I can get really excited and really invigorated and message a load of people being like, hey, we should do this. We should make this. And then they write back and I'm just like, I'll get back to that. And I never do. You know what I mean? Just these kind of, like, sprints of kind of, like, dopamine and then just kinda of like a petered off kind of thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry about that. You know? Very intense and then just kinda of, so I'm not necessarily, I'm so I've always thought of myself as kind of like lazy. Um and I've always thought of myself as like and I know I'm not. Like I know now I'm not. I have enough evidence now. I've recently just been actually just writing down all the things that I've had to do in a day. Um even just a mental thing, like what did I do today? It's actually, you know it's been? It's been sitting down at the end of uh, the day and trying to tell Sonny what we've done, what Terry's done, what I've done. We try and like um, sprinkle in elements of like um, uh, where we've found a bit of difficulty, what, what what thing we've maybe failed at, you know, what we did that we were proud of and what things we couldn't quite figure out and what we're going to do to try and figure them out, Um, which is a very interesting kind of thought exercise, but it also shows to him that, you know, you lose a lot and... Um, you're always trying to improve or whatever. So in doing that, I've kind of realized, oh, I do do actually a lot. So I'm not lazy. I will also say before it leaves my mind uh, that if you've listened <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, it would probably make sense that I might have ADHD because of how my train of thought when I'm thinking of things, when I find something new and shiny. I mean, how many open loops have I left in this podcast? How many times have you listened to this podcast and thought you didn't? You didn't finish that thought there, bro. I was kind of hoping you would finish that thought exercise, especially when I'm in my car and I'm just looking around seeing stuff shiny. When I do the podcast in my car, it's kind of like, all right, what's the new shiny thing? Um, So I'm not, uh, do you know what I'm looking for? And this might be too big of an ask with a diagnosis for ADHD. And I'll go into some um, uh, some of the more symptoms that I think I have. But what I'm really looking for is just a real like Goodwill hunting Robin Williams, you know, psychiatrist just says, you know, all that kind of like negligent shit you've been doing. It's not your fault. And I'm like, I know, I know. That's no, not your fault. I know. I know. It's not your fault. Don't you do this, man. You know, I suppose I carry around a little bit of uh, guilt all the time with not getting, you know, with family things or friend things or. I kind of have this feeling like I'm lazy and incompetent. And I, and there are, I, but everyone has lazy and incompetent pieces of evidence in their life. You know, that, that if you could spin a yarn, spin a narrative around you being a lazy, incompetent fool, mate. A buffoon. um, But I think I have enough evidence now of, of, of doing a lot of things that I'm not, certainly not lazy. And I'm a bit more forgiving of how long it might take me to do some tasks, but they eventually do get done. I'm a bit more forgiving of my speed with some things and other things. I'm impressed by how quick I can do things. Um, I'm not blowing fucking smoke at my arse. What I'm saying is I'm looking for just a bit of forgiveness in myself, not to use a crutch. Don't even know if I'll go down uh, the medication route. I'll let you know if I do. And I'll let you know if I feel like it has, uh, you know, any impact. if If I do go down that route, I'll see what they say. Um, I don't know, but um, what I'm saying is I want, I suppose, imagine someone told you that, you know, you could go somewhere and all the little fuck up things you've done. And again, this is too big of an ask, far too big of an ask. But if someone was like, here, do you know all those kind of things that kind of, you you go like, oh, fuck, I really fucked that, you know? Because those are the things. It's never really, I don't have many very cruel moments that I think back on, but I definitely have a lot of like, oh, I really just fucking dropped the ball on that. And I that beat myself up about not getting back to something in time, um, just kind of being a bit uh, lazy, unmotivated, procrastinating things that I thought I know I could have done better, but I left it to the last minute. I didn't work on hard enough. The sprint to the end jeopardized the thing, you know, Um, especially like not getting back to people or key moments that I maybe was uh, distracted you know uh i i think i would how amazing would it be if someone was just like hey you know those things that you did um that's because your brain just works differently you know your brain um not out of some sense of morality or you know out of line with your moral compass you know your brain was just actively looking for another uh source of dopamine so, and again, it's not, it's not something that it's just like, there's going to be no catch-all solution for it. But anyway, I'm just, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. I'm, other symptoms um, I've had is, of course, like, you know, I can get like hyper-focused and I get hyper-focused, especially when I'm meant to be looking to do something else. Um I need to have the motivation to like get started on something. Like I need to be like up and about meant to be doing something else. Um where I'll find and I'll get a load of motivation. You'll find, if you actually see me putting out a video, it's because I've gotten hyper-focused on something when I'm really, I probably have a deadline about something else that I'm supposed to be doing. You know? Even though videos probably should still be a kind of bread and butter. um, You know? But I get fixated on something. If I find like a new bit of like technology that I can kind of mess with and something just clicks, oof, get absolutely fucking stuck in. I mean, I can tell you the specs... Of all the TVs that are coming out that I don't want to buy, that I'm not going to buy, um, I've been writing recently, uh, like screenplays, and it took me ages to, it took me ages to actually figure out how to do that. Like I couldn't stare at a blank page, and I would I would just stare at this, and I'm like, how can I not do this thing? When I was writing the Fringe show, the Dublin Fringe show. I was having a, (laughs) I think I talked about it, I was having like a breakdown. I was just fucking miserable. I was literally just staring. And I was like, why can't I just fucking start? Like I took a month off this podcast. And it was like two weeks of just faffing, faffing. Like I would actively go somewhere. I would go to the library. I would sit down and I would just stare, stare at a blank page. And I'm like, this is excruciating, you know. Other things I have to do is I'm very easily overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm very easily overwhelmed around people even when I love the people even if people are being nice to me and I feed off people but then I need to kind of like go away I need to like disappear for a while Um, I've talked about that before when I go on holidays with my wife that I I kind of like have a bit of a sensory overload like I'm all in I'm all in and then I'm like all out and you know I'm always leaving cabinet doors open I find it very hard to, like, uh, Terry will walk in and I'll just hear, like, just closing the doors, you know. I forget to uh, swap bog rolls out. Like, I literally, if there's one, like, it takes me ages to clean. This is what I've had to do recently. This is my new cleaning. um, And this is probably not the most effective way of cleaning, but it's the only way I can clean now. So that I actually get some things done. Because I'm the worst. They say if you're doing, like, a big declutter. And you're trying to clear stuff out. Some stuff might be going to the charity shop. You might be selling some bits. You might be binning some bits. Like, if there happens to be a silly hat in amongst that, that clutter, then guess what? I've just lost two hours because I'm going to be trying on different hats, different outfits. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. I'll try that on. It takes me fucking ages to finish things like that. Um, I um, I find it very hard to finish tasks find a very hard to finish tasks. The dopamine isn't there anymore. Um, I'm, I, again, I might not have it. I'm just saying that. I might not have it. And I'd be gas if I don't. But you've been there. You've been there for all of my hair. Hey, you'll never guess what I'm going to do. That's another thing is, as well. It's actually verbalizing something that I'm going to do. I have like an addiction to tell people that things that I'm going to do to get a bit of a dopamine hit off that. Um, But actually following through and finishing uh, not always the case a lot of started tasks you probably see if you have looked back at my videos I have a lot of like series that I thought I was going to start like Star Wars parody series there's probably like 10 different videos I've put out which is like you know Plune Star Wars part one and then maybe there was a part two but that was it uh, me and On Colgan did like a, a Game of Thrones kind of parody thing years ago and it was like part one and I was like fuck that I'm not doing that again like I've had so many videos that I've just recorded with people. I had a hilarious video I did with Peter McGann years ago, just when I started getting to know him, that I just never put out. Um <laughs> that just he was like a game show host showing me my best bits and like the big brother house. And um then as soon as we'd like sat down, we had a chat, we had a real good buzz off. I was like, No, I'm not finishing that now. Kind of like, you know, the dopamine's just not there anymore. So a lot of that. I'm always leaving press doors open. If Terry asked me to get to look for something, guess what? Like, can you find the soy sauce? Yeah, I'll have a look. Guess what? All the fucking doors are now open, even the drawer. Don't know why. Um, instead of cleaning, I just put things in bags, and I put the bags places that people can't see. Um, actually, the only thing that's actually helped me cleaning is because. So say I don't know. When you've got kids, shit is just everywhere. All of a sudden, like your deodorant is just on the counter and it's been there for like four weeks. Your spray on deodorant is now on the counter. It's been there for four weeks, you know? There is a small part of the counter that is not really visible to most people. And that is just, there's a mound of clutter on that. There's headphones on there. There's glasses on there. There's wallets in there. There's bills that we have to look at that we don't want to put out of sight, but we might look at again. The drawers are full of shit. And because cleaning is kind of my job, unfortunately, that's just what we have to live in now. And the only way that I've been able to effectively clean now, and I've only realized at age, I realized it last year, age 35, is I have to clean the areas first. I have to declutter like the table and move all that into the kitchen. Then I clean the kitchen and then I do all surfaces and wipe down, you know. Um, This is so boring. (laughs) But I've had to just train myself to be like, that's, and I also had to teach myself how to shower. This is going to sound so fuck mad. Every time I shower at a different time of day, like I shower like three or four times a week. Um, it is completely random as to when I will shower. Might be a Monday morning, could be a uh, could be a Sunday night, could be a Friday lunchtime. There is absolutely and has never been in my thirty six years a complete routine as to when and how I shower. And then only when I kind of got into this new shower <laughs> that I have, I was like, I had to break down. I had to write de- this down, right? This is my system for showering, <laughs> right? It was like, there's four things I have to do when I'm showering, right? I wash my face with a CeraVe little face wash. I shampoo. I wash my body and I condition, right? And then two of those things I might leave in. So I shampoo first. While the shampoo's there doing its work, I wash my face. Then I'll wash them both off. Then I will condition my hair while the conditioners in the hair. Then I'll wash my body and then I'll wash out the conditioner and that's it. And it's four things and I have to break it down like that. Hair, leave in, wash something. Hair, leave in, wash something. I had to write this down because every time I was like, what am I doing now? And I don't know why, I forget to eat all the time. I will go, I used to be a svelte little wet thing when I was living in London. But I ate shite because I would just forget to eat all day. I just wouldn't eat all day. And it was kind of like a six-hour kind of like gorging window when I would eat because I'd wake up at like 1, go into my job at 2, finish at 8, wouldn't eat, and then I'd get fried chicken on the way home. And then I'd stay up. So kind of like between 9 p.m. and like 1 a.m., is when I would eat, and I would eat dog shit, and yet I had a svelte little, tight butt, and it looked like a little pristine little thing, and I was probably eating maybe like maybe maybe just about two thousand calories with the amount with the amount of chicken I was getting, you know. But I would just kind of forget to eat, you know. Um, and now I've now that I actually have like a, I have to have had to give myself more of a routine because I don't work in an office, then I have to. But I have not eaten anything today. But I had it. like I had it in school. I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I have it. I also don't even know if, I, to be perfectly honest, if I fucking really believe it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And I don't. I don't mean to cast any shade for people who actually have it, but I don't know if I even fully fucking believe it. I still can't get over the personal responsibility of the individual to not have a disorder. I don't know. I don't know. But I had. I definitely had issues with focusing in school. My mom always brings up this thing that um, I had a report card and it said, Tony is a genius. She says, And she says this all the time. If you just had a drink, she's like, and they said, you're a genius. I said, if you can just concentrate. And I could never really concentrate. And the more that activities required you just to sit and listen, the harder it got. And I was in junior infants and senior infants and first class and second class. Well, actually, no, I was very smart in first and second and second class and like the top of the class within the top three with results. I was getting A's. I was getting 90 percent. Um, third class, I was still like in the A class, which hopefully they don't do anymore because I knew some some of my mates who are significantly brighter than me. They were in like the C class. and I'm like, what the fuck? Like they I know what it took them to like climb out of that vision of themselves and to prove this system wrong because they did one test and that justified what your intelligence was you know which is super harsh um and i'm very lucky that i suppose things didn't turn before i had at least you know that uh, i'm in the a class so maybe it means maybe it means i can do this even when i was finding things tough you know yeah as soon as things got tougher my my grades have been on (laughs) uh the gradual do you say grades Here in Ireland, my results have been on the gradual decline. Every result has been on the decline since first class. I got 99% in a spelling test once. And everything else has been on the decline since then. But at a gradual steep. At a gradual step. Um, Hated PE because you weren't allowed to kind of like just kind of doze off, you know what I mean? It was all very engaged. It was like, okay, everyone stand there. Um, like, I had no issue with, like, physical activity. I'd normally try to just be, like, going for a walk, exploring. Always wanted to, you know, forget my gear. Um, Because I didn't like being like, okay, yeah, Uh, I, it's swimming. We went swimming, and I, the teacher would be like, okay, so everyone... You know, line up here and I just wouldn't listen, wouldn't do anything, didn't obey anything that the the person said, uh, that the that the instructor said. They and they just kinda let me do my own thing. I was in there with like little arm bands just kinda like kicking away, kinda getting in the way of them doing laps. Um and and then I remember we there was like a thing to get your badge and you get to bad this is in St. Paul's swimming pool and so they were doing swimming lessons and to get your badge you had to swim like, ha- like the, not the long length, but the short length of the pool back and forth without touching the sides, without any armbands. And I couldn't do it because I hadn't listened to any of the instructions and I really couldn't swim and I found it really difficult. And so I was like holding on to the sides the whole time. I was only like seven. And then, uh, and then I didn't get, the, I was the only one in the class that didn't get the badge. So then I cried, and my mom, who's the sweetest woman in the world, was all like complained. <laughs> and I got the badge. And then I just got the badge, you know. There was like no lesson to be learned here. You know? Um, I mean, incredibly dangerous <laughs> to have a uh, you know, a participation medal for it's like life and <laughs> life and death swimming. I'm an okay swimmer now. I'm not the strongest swimmer, but you know, I was like, now I have the badge. Great. That's my new life now. That's my new headcanon, is actually I can't swim. Um, if someone tells me two things at the same time, you know, in, in like if it's directions or something like that, and they're like, "Okay, so when you get up to this road, turn left," um, and when you get up there, you should see a garage, right? Take the second right, and then when you get up to there, you should be uh, take another right. I, I've you've absolutely lost me. I cannot follow that. Me and Terry actually laugh at like how bad I would be in like a like a, a crisis situation. Like say, I got Jason, you know, like you see like the FBI or the CIA. And they're like, Jason Bourne's been spotted in Langley, Virginia. Okay, put out an APB of anyone matching Bourne's description. All right, I need all CCT footage, you know, in the the vicinity right right now. You know, and get me the president on the phone. Like, I'd be like, oh, that's too many things. What was, the, what did you say? What is APB standing for? You've lost me immediately. Um, I was really bad in bars. I'm really bad, like, someone just gives me an order and it's like three things and like, doesn't live anywhere. I have a little... That's gone. That's a bit of information that has immediately just fallen in and like Teflon just skirted along the bottom. Like one of those egg videos that you see. Those Chinese egg videos of people cooking eggs in a Teflon pan. Yeah, that information is just slid straight out. Anyway, I didn't mean to be talking about this the whole podcast. Um, And again, as I say, I might not have ADHD. Um, And I probably don't because it is not, as I say, debilitating. I've just learned to live. I'm speaking like I have it and I don't know if I have it. But I've learned to live with some elements. But there's certain things, you know, being late for things, time blindness, uh, losing passports constantly, um, losing bags. I left my laptop in a bar on Friday. I'm a grown man. Um. And there are things that sometimes have had a bit of an emotional uh, relevance, you know, to, to either myself or the people around me that have maybe let people down. And so it would be amazing if I was like, oh, okay. I can just forgive myself a bit, you know. Um, but also it would be good to get some sort of like, I want to do a lot of things um, going forward. I'm always coming up with ideas, things that I want to do. And I want to kind of achieve them all. And... I don't want to be. I don't want to be. um, I've got a lot of things I want to do, and I don't want to be kind of uh, hindered by just not getting back to emails, you know, or just not being able to focus or just being in a situation. I think there will be times, hopefully in the future, that will definitely call for me to sit down in an environment and participate in some deep work. And I don't want to you know, be hindered by that. So whether that's advice that I get from a psychiatrist or whatever it might be. So I don't know. I don't know. Again, this has been a very ADHD-ish. Um, and I'm not hyperactive as well. That's a kind of another thing, the hyperactivity thing. Um, I don't think that's something that I have. Um, and I'm not like, and I am I don't like completely daydream away in a kind of like, I'm not here in the room, absentee kind of way. Um, you know what? This might be the perfect ADHD podcast because it's been all over the fucking place. Um, but anyway, look, I didn't even plan on talking about this on this hilarious podcast. But um, I suppose that's what's going on at the moment. Is I'm thinking about that. That's next Friday, and I'll give you keep you posted on what they say. Or you know, I don't know what they'll say because, as I said, I'm not, I'm not debilitated by anything. But there's definitely patterns there that would look in line. And do you, know, do you know what the thing is as well? I'm just believing it. I'm, and whether I have it or not, I'm, I'm just beginning to believe and respect people with proper neurodivergent issues. I don't know why, but I've, I've never, you know, I've always understood. And I've always respected, but never fully understood, if that makes sense. I've always been like, I don't fully understand it, but I'm going to take your word for it that you've got something and I'm going to objectively understand but now I, I think I do understand and not because I think just because I've researched it and I've looked up things more, more things about neurodivergent people and, you know, say women who have autism and like women with autism have built up this amazing ability to mask the fact that they might have autism. And you can see incredibly social people who feel a bit overwhelmed um, or they might be people pleasers and they're very good at doing it. And the the, the patterns are completely different in men. Um and I'm beginning to understand that and respect it a bit more. Depression as well. When people, mean, when I was a teenager, people said they were depressed. It just, I thought they were looking for attention, you know, when I was depressed and I wouldn't have ever said it. And then you go back 20 years before and they're like, ah, yeah, you know, uncle, uncle John was just a bit weird. You know, he's fucking clinically depressed, you know, you know, uncle John gone before his time. I ah, just, he was always, always just a bit weird, you know, you know, they won't even say it now about uncle John. Um, and I also think, and this is the last thing I'll say, I think, well, no, I'm just, I'll complete this thought. So I have a lot more, I, I now actually, not only do I have an objective understanding, I like fully believe and empathize properly, I think, um, with people who have neurodivergent issues or any kind of alternative brain chemistry issues. Brain's working a little bit different. I, whether I have ADHD or not, I believe people properly i understood it before and i would buy it and i would respect it but i don't know if i fully in my bones believed and that's going to sound like i'm a fucking asshole but i think it's because i'm i'm a spoofer do you know what i mean or i viewed myself as a spoofer but now i do um and i know there's an attitude to kind of and to 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 belittle there's an attitude by older people to kind of belittle depression and anxiety You know, we had it so much worse, blah, blah, blah. You just have everything. But I, you know, it's no shit that anxiety is directly in line. I don't think it's a bunch of people just fucking spoofing because they can. And I don't, and I certainly, and I used to think, oh, now just because anxiety is a thing, are you just using that now as a, is that like an easy crutch for you to adopt? You know, is that an easy way for you to balk responsibility uh, by saying you have anxiety? And I'm like, I Fucking people who don't have anxiety is a fucking miracle you don't have anxiety. How the fuck do you not have anxiety? How do, like, like, there's just so much information. And we've these stupid, like, these caveman fucking brains, the ones that survived, these caveman brains, the same brains that have been the same for, like, hundreds and thousands of years, with the same ability for inputs and outputs. Working, like being forced to work a thousand times harder. Um, How do you not have anxiety? I mean, maybe there was less anxiety. I mean, I think there was a lot more undiagnosed anxiety, but maybe there was less anxiety, you know, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, But you think about the amount of inputs and outputs that are required of the same fucking Neanderthal brain, uh, homo sapien brain that's been the same for hundreds of thousands of years and now requiring 10,000 times more inputs and outputs on a regular basis, you know, with much less time for reflection, much less private time, um, much less, uh, you know, less buffering, less of the subconscious just being able to process things. I mean, Ian Bailey died and all of a sudden I'm now at home watching the TV and the WhatsApp groups, of uh, three different WhatsApp groups talking about how Ian Bailey is dead, you know? And I've never been a big, you know, mad into the Ian Bailey, you know, um, Sophie Duplantier, West Cork kind of case or whatever. I, mean, I watched the documentary, but I was never uh, as obsessed. So I'm like, I'm at home now, you know? And now I'm engaged in three different group chats. Like imagine like your ma getting a, three calls at the same time in 1987. Oh, sorry, there's someone else on the line. Uh, oh, it's a group chat. 16 people are, trying to, are talking about Matthew Perry. And one person's trying to get a fucking joke in. You know, one person's trying to say like an obvious joke or a pun for their epitaph. That's overwhelming. And it's a lot of time. Things like WhatsApp and social media is obviously it's, you spend a lot of time looking at your phone, but it's also like, imagine yourself, imagine you actually have to go to the room to be in, in that. If you look to your phone, and you're like, oh, and I also spent, you know, four or five hours in a meeting about that shit. Because you are, essentially. Even if you're just not contributing, you're sitting there watching slides. And maybe there are ASMR slides on TikTok of someone cutting kinetic sand or a Turkish barber. But you've also, like, you've, you've essentially gone somewhere to sit there in the room, maybe not contributing, but watching, you know. It's uh, it's a lot. So anyone who doesn't have anxiety, it's... um and there's going to be more elements of it. There's the way technology has changed. I found out something fucking scary that by the time my young fella is 50, um, things, technology will change in what happens in a year will happen in three months across everything, across technology, communication, how words change. um, a, A month's worth of progression or innovation will take place in three months time. And then, I think 20 years after that, it'll be like within a month's time. So my young fellow is like 70. It'll be like, you can't say that. You know, because five months have gone by and that's now a bad word. (laughs) I don't know why that's the thing that pops to mind. You know, it could also be flying cars, but things will move that fast. You know, innovation will move at a speed four times faster. Anyway, I didn't even mean to talk about this, but look, that's what's on my mind. So that's what you get. And thank you very much for listening to me. And they tell you, this is much cheaper than therapy. In fact, it actually pays for my therapy, so I really do appreciate it. Um, but seriously, if you do have any... Look, I have no intention, right? I'm going to level it with you here. I have no intention of like being a kind of like disorder influencer. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, uh, And I totally respect people who, who do use their platform and have a thing that they find challenging. And then it kind of becomes their thing and certainly go for it, be an advocate, you know, uh, that's, that wouldn't be for me. Um, but privately, if you do have any like questions about this, I don't even, again, I don't even know if I have it, but I think I do. Um, if you want to ask me any questions about how I went about going to get seen by a psychiatrist, because I can take a long time and even I've seen on the Irish Reddit, um, Irish you know, just the Ireland Reddit about psychiatrists um, they're, they're, it's very hard A lot and a lot of people waiting much longer than me so if you have any questions please you can always hit me up all the best I love you bye bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com